So you're talking about um, how, you know, what kind of the similarities between adventure games and novels. In, uh, in this, I recently took this class, this role-playing games as literature class, and uh, which you can hear me talk about on Dead Idea of Valhalla. Because <laughs> um, I'm mostly frustrated with the terrible people who are in my class. Um, but there are a lot of interesting ideas. And there's this whole indie uh, tabletop role-playing uh, game kind of culture called The Forge. It's a website and a forum. And uh, they talk about how there's different approaches to games. And they're, they're, they break them down into narrativist, which are, you know, people who want, like, a good story. Uh, gamist, you know, who people who want, like, a good game and good mechanics. And then simulationist, who want to see, like, what will happen if certain thing, you know, if you do certain things. And uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's meant for tabletop games, but it really does apply to, to video games as well. And when you take something like an adventure game, it's so far down that slider towards narrativist that it's practically a novel. You know, when you, there's not very much game to an adventure game. You don't have very much choice. Things, you know, come, you know, uh, unfold the same way every time, practically. You know, it's almost more like just one big puzzle where you just have to find the order to put in the pieces, as opposed to something like, you know, with a game where you have, even in Mario, you know, you have the choice to, like, jump and, and go over the Goomba or jump on the Goomba. Whereas like adventure games, they reduce that so much. And that's why I think it's so like novelistic. It's a, it's a linear progression of gates that stop you, that stop your progress unless you, unless you do it exactly the way that they want you to. Right. Right. And because it's, I mean, it's so, it's so little of a game. Like it's so narrative. Like I feel like, you know, there's some, and that kind of self-reflection can be valuable in video games too. Like figuring out what you want out of a game. And of course, games are all going to do nothing. Nothing's going to be a hundred percent one or another. You know, something that's a hundred percent a game is like chess, and <laughs> right. something or Tetris. You know, and then something that's a hundred percent narrative is a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding that balance that you want is is really interesting. And and I found I find that from like just talking to you, like I kind of suspect that you're slightly edged out on that narrative kind of focus than I am, mm-hmm. and I'm slightly gamier than you are. I find myself getting a little bit more gamier as I get older. I don't know. I mean, I I do really really enjoy a narrative in a game, and I I guess you know the 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 big thing right now is open world games, and I tend to stay away from them just because they they they. I'm rambling here, and I'm trying <laughs> to find my point, and I think I'm getting it here, but. I'm good at making my own fun, but if I'm sitting down with a game, I kind of want somebody to show me, you know? Right. R- right. And, and, and just, there's something about being put in a place with unlimited or kind of like pseudo unlimited options where it becomes exhausting to me. Mm. I, I mean, I, I can definitely understand that. And when I play open world games, like, which I, I really like or games that, um, are not quite open world, but are a little bit further along that axis. Um, I tend to find the kind of closed world within the open world. You know, like I like, you know, taking like Fallout 3 for an example. Um, like I liked being able to just set off in a direction and find a building and then figure out what the story was for that. But once I got there, that was the game, you know, was figuring that out. Um, I never do the make your own fun. I do very little like the emergent gameplay style. Um, uh version of like open world games um like which is weird kind of weird because i know that you're a big fan of uh, minecraft mm-hmm. and that's really you know that's 100 percent make your own fun yeah there's, about- there's no fun to be had in that game <laughs> unless you make it yourself like exactly uh you know I, I, and i 
I, I won't um, deny being a hypocrite, you know, to a, to a, to a certain extent. Well, you're not but, a hypocrite. Um, you're just like you like different thing. You know, complicated. Yeah, I'm, I'm a complicated things. man. Um, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no, but uh, but the hardest part is is figuring out how to say no to something, and that's some, and that's something where the 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 more I am willing to. You know, see something like, you know, you're walking down the road in Skyrim and like somebody's like, help, help, I need this. It's like, nope, I'm doing my thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, maybe it maybe it's a sign of like a latent attention problem that I have. Um, but uh, th- th- that is really the only way that I that I approach um, kind of like gamier things is, is learning how to limit the scope of my experience. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to, um, my, my, my favorite game that I'm playing right now is dark souls, which is, mm-hmm. you know, an, an open world game, quote unquote, but, uh, uh, it's, it's only open in that the, you know, there are plenty of avenues that are available to you if you're willing to work to surmount them, but everything is kind of like meat gated to where, right. to, to, to where, you know, if you, if you try and break sequence, you, you will be roundly kept out by right. being destroyed utterly, right. you know? Yeah, then there's there's obviously there's there's kind of points between those two extremes. Yeah. Too like there are things that are not like I, I was talking about how some of my uh, longest journey shirking this week was playing Human Revolution, and like the Deus Ex style of game is not an open world game where you have this huge world to explore. Mm-hmm. You have specific objectives. You just have freedom in how you accomplish them, which I that really speaks to me. Like that game's not perfect upon you know beating it. Like I've had some I have some problems with it, but uh, I really like that. Like that's something that really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Even if the choices just end up being, you know, talk, punch, vent, computer, like I still, I still like that, you know, like that's still very appealing to me, like having a, a my freedom and how to choose how to, to finish a situation. Yeah. And it, it's always going to be like, I'm going to be most thrilled in the moment with those things, even though, and some of those experiences do like, you know, do kind of carry with me. Um, but I, I, the thing with it, you know, adventure games and kind of narrative focused games, I don't usually get that and I'm, I miss it at the time. And then afterwards, like. I don't miss it. I'm yeah. just kind of you know, happy to have experienced mm-hmm. what they told me to do. And and I and I wish that kind of the quote unquote visual novel genre of games was more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that they existed um, somewhere aside from the DS. But uh, the majority of the great ones that I've played have been for that. I'm thinking specifically, most recently, of Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, mm-hmm. which is a visual novel with you know like crappy adventure game stuff built into it. Right. Um, you know, or the Phoenix Wright games or Hotel Dusk. Um, I, I want to get the last window, but it's only going up in price. Um, Damn it. Damn you, Atlas. <laughs> I just assume it's Atlas. I don't know if, yeah, if you know. it actually it's a pretty safe guess, though. Right? They're actually deleted scenes, kind of outtakes as well. Yeah, those were funny. Um, I liked those. I like those too. That's just because I like I do like voiceover work. So <laughs> I, I like any any outtakes. I like listening to people have fun. Yeah. I like listening to when people crack and 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 laugh. I think so. that this might be alone. I don't know of any other game that has an outtake track. I for some reason I feel like there has to be yeah a, another one, but I I can't think of a specific one. Mm-hmm. It's definitely really neat. It might be the first one to do it because this one's ninety nine. No answer. <laughs> you under arrest. Here too. You are found. I, I, let me take that again. <laughs> it sounded like I was saying here too. I lost my I lost my accent. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an easy easy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you are found in breach of the laws set forth by the Bingo Meadery. You are. <laughs> I kind of like that, like the British over enunciation. <laughs> Bingo Meadery. <laughs> he abandoned his post and he was captured by the. Uh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> 
you know, so, uh, so did I say science and technology? I meant magic and <laughs> Matt, technology. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll we can't we'll get, get away it. from the, uh, the intersection of science and technology. In yeah. fact, nobody can because <laughs> they, <laughs> they're very similar. You're listening to a two-hour-long show on a thing that is smaller than a deck of cards. Mind blown. <laughs> but... <laughs> you got some terrible ocular infection. Jeez. Uh, it also took me a long time to figure out what I needed to do with this. So he kept dropping the eye, and he won't let you pick it up unless you turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. So he'd pick it up. He'd be like, there you go, back in your slot, like to, <laughs> to his eye. <laughs> Imagining him having this little conversation with his, his fake eye was really funny to me. It's his best friend, you know? Back in your slot. <laughs> We have a. Um, I got a request for for a button mail, uh, and 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 I'll send this one out. Uh, we have a listener in Estonia. Oh, the uh, and the the guy from Estonia requested a button. Yeah, that's awesome. I know, right? That is that's really cool. Because yeah. every once in a while, I'll see when I when I was back when I was looking at my pod stats before mm-hmm. I decided to put a moratorium on that for for Dead Idea Valhalla. Uh-huh. I would see like a couple of downloads in some other country, and I always just I. This is terrible, but I just—I <laughs> just assumed it was people who don't like speak English, just kind of looking through websites and clicking on things because they liked how they looked and stuff. Yeah. Like just clicking on pictures they liked. I know that's terrible. I—I I don't know why I thought, but it's because it was more. You know, I oh, there's nobody in this language. You know, who speaks English in this country who's into yeah, this. Yeah. There's a bunch of you filthy know, foreigners banging rocks together. <laughs> just, just yeah, just like they you know—they get put in the the uh, God, what is it called? Like the Peace Corps. Yeah, the Peace Corps like communications tent, and then, <laughs> then just until they get their their bowl of nutrient slop, they just bang their palms on, on the keyboard until they accidentally downloaded a, a podcast. Yeah, so what happens when you grow up deprived of freedom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking ninety nine percent. Have you been reading some articles? <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> I was, I, when I was thinking about it, and I was kind of loopy from from too much uh, the longest journey. Mm-hmm. I was probably the only person in the world, uh, in maybe like a year or two, who had played the longest journey on a deadline. <laughs> like no one's no one's reviewing it. Like nobody, you know, no one's really talking about it. I'm like the only person who's like, you know, gotta play the longest journey. Gotta play the longest journey. You know, click 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 click. And uh, it, it made it, you know, it made a couple points like this where I was just like, oh, holy shit! I can't <laughs> believe I have to get this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's partly my own my own fault. It's like partly I was doing school stuff, so I need just need yeah. to remember to schedule short easy games around finals. Yeah. And then and part I was I was tempted by the the dreaded temptation of new games. I was yeah. uh, like playing Human Revolution, which was funny because I kept wanting to to play that, even though it wasn't like very enriching or anything. I had this thought where it's like, Hey, Phyllis, am I right? Don't you want a girl who's Human Revolution in the bedroom and? The longest journey in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, because this was kind of my good wife, and then human Re- human revolution is kind of my mistress. Yeah, no, I was I was the same way. I I'm, I'm I, I wouldn't say I marathon the game. I beat it over the course of I'd say three days, mm. um, just because I wanted to uh, spend more time on Dark Souls. But uh, uh, c- c- continuing, yeah, it is it is long. <laughs> There's a couple of points where she's very kind of kind of flip uh, in the face of adversity in a way that reminded me of Dark Corners of the Earth. 
Yeah. Like after her friend gets shot, like I went upstairs and, and I looked at Zach rather than talking to him, thinking that, you know, she was going to comment on the fact that he was there. You know, maybe he uh, he tipped off the, the bad guys or anything. And you're just like, that's Zach, my my jerk roommate. He's you know, and you just kind of you have this kind of like casual tone. Um, there's a couple of things that she'll she's really casual. You know, she's not contextual the way she emotionally mm-hmm. reacts to things. Yeah. But uh, and doesn't react very much to her friends dying, you know, in general. She's not very emotional. But again, that kind of plays in the face of that cliche. Right. 